Don't sign that joint check agreement until you listen to this. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. My name is Alex Barthet, a board-certified construction lawyer at TheLeanZone.com. And today, I'm going to tell you everything you ever wanted to know about joint check agreements and how you can best protect yourself and ensure that you get paid if you're a sub or a supplier, or if you're a GC, how you can protect yourself if you are asked to issue a joint check agreement. So let's talk about what a joint check agreement actually is. I, I have one actually in my hands here from a client recently. And a joint check agreement is a simple document that in essence says, the parties to this agreement agree that when payment is due or requested, that a certain amount of money, the check, is gonna be issued to multiple parties in the future. So the most common situation we see is where a contractor is asked to issue a joint check agreement because a supplier to a subcontractor does not have a great feeling about the creditworthiness of their client, the subcontractor. So as additional security, in addition to the agreement they have with the, the sub, in addition to whatever lien and bond rights they have, they want a joint check agreement. And they want to make sure that that agreement says that every time the contractor pays the sub, that the general contractor is going to issue a joint check to the vendor directly. And that's how the vendor is going to know that they're getting uh, protected from this payment issue in case the sub gets the money and doesn't pay the supplier. So let's talk about a joint check agreement from everybody's perspective in the construction project. Let's start with the general contractor. If a general contractor is asked to issue a joint check agreement, they wanna make sure that that joint check agreement does not create uh, for them obligations beyond what they may owe to the subcontractor and what is owed under Florida law. So most contractor drafted joint check agreements are very light in specifics. They uh, minimize the amount of promises that they make. They also have rights to get out and no obligation to continue to issue joint checks in the future. The reason again is that the contractor wants to have the freedom to be able to get out of the deal in case something isn't right. Maybe they wanna terminate the subcontractor, maybe they're not happy with the materials of the supplier. So. When you look at a joint check agreement drafted by or for the benefit of a general contractor, you'll see it doesn't have a lot of teeth. Let's skip to the other end of the spectrum to the supplier. Now suppliers want the complete opposite. Uh, and by the way, I say suppliers, it could be rental companies, uh, it could be sub subcontractors, anyone beyond the subcontractor in most instances. Now they want this agreement to be, in their words, bulletproof because they want to make sure that when the contractor has to make a payment under no circumstances will this contractor issue a check to the sub it has to be a joint check to them as the supplier or the rental company and the subcontractor so when you as a supplier or a sub sub or a rental company are looking at the joint check agreement what are some of the things you want to make sure you want to make sure that the contractor is obligated to issue all payments directly to you as a joint check. 
you want to also make sure that the contractor has this obligation throughout the time that you are working on this job so that they don't uh, come to you and say, you know what, we don't want to do this joint check uh, agreement thing anymore, so you're on your own. You may have to provide your invoices directly to the contractor. That's okay. If you're owed the money, give anyone that asks you for your invoices copies of your invoice. Um, the last thing you want to make sure in the joint check agreement with uh, the GC, if you are a sub or supplier, or sub-sub or supplier or rental company, is that you do not have to provide a release in advance uh, of getting the check unless that release is conditional. So you provide a conditional release subject to receiving the joint check. When you get the joint check, maybe you make a contemporaneous exchange for it, then that's when you provide the unconditional release. Now, finally, let's talk about the sub, who in most instances is in the middle and is forced to use this joint check agreement as a additional security tool to get the supplier or the rental company to provide materials or equipment to the site. You want to make sure that you are not saddled with further obligations than exist in your contract with the contractor or that exist in your agreement with the uh, supplier or the rental company. I would tell you in most instances, it's not the subcontractor that objects to making this joint check agreement happen. It's usually a supplier that wants more rights than the GC is willing to give. Um, and that's usually what kills a joint check uh, agreement negotiation. Now, if you have any questions about joint checks, joint check agreements, and how to protect your rights uh, so you get paid, send me an email, alex at barthet.com. Make sure to follow us at The Lean Zone on all the social media channels. See you next time.